次の放送は3時夜晩のための晩放送ポッドキャルチアポッドキャストですこの番組はフランドスパンダーやりくつの大風の席を日程を送ります Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fan Holes Toku Thursdays. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. And joining me tonight is one of my fellow fan holes, and we're going to talk about something special tonight. But why don't you introduce yourself? I am Justin W. Fito. Awesome. So, in honor of the Godzilla movie that's going to be released by Legendary Pictures, and that's coming out this year in 2014, we kind of wanted to do a little bit something different. I know you're used to us talking about Kakaida so far on Toku Thursdays, but we thought it'd be fun to discuss Godzilla, and as opposed to talking about it on the podcast proper, we thought it'd be fun to integrate that into Toku Thursdays. And I know some of you are like, but Godzilla's not Toku! You know, and you're all upset about it and everything, but、uh, the way we thought we would bridge the gap is that Justin and myself would be talking about Toho's tokusatsu series called Zone Fighter. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to try not to crib from all these、uh, sci fi Japan descriptions and notes and kind of tell you what was going on on that series by myself. But the, the best way I can kind of describe Zone Fighter is it's kind of like the Captain Marvel. And by Captain Marvel, I mean, you know, Shizzy, Shizzy, Zazam of. Of the tokusatsu universe. Because Zone Fighter is a lot kind of like a, you know, I mean,、uh, people could easily say he's, he's Toho's answer to Ultraman. So, you know, and to some people that may come across as he's a knockoff Ultraman or something like that. <laughs> But, you know, I, you know, whatever your thoughts are about Captain Marvel and Superman or Shazam or, you know, whatever you want to call them, and, and your thoughts about Ultraman and Zone Fighter, I, I'm, I'm using this in a, in a positive way. I mean, I, I think it, it's an exciting show, and it does have a strong family dynamic because on the series Zone Fighter, you've got, you know, three main heroes. Where it's Hikaru, who basically has the same name as the guy from Macross. And then you've got Pokaru and Akira. And, and they're basically all these three siblings, and they become Zone Fighter, Zone Angel, and Zone Junior. So, of course, immediately, like for me, I'm a comic book guy, so I'm thinking Zone Junior is kind of similar to Captain Marvel Junior or CM3 or whatever the hell you want to call them. So, we're going to talk about a lot of the Zone Fighter episodes tonight because one of the things that Zone Fighter had going for it was because it was made by Toho, they could use all kinds of characters from their film universe, and a lot of those included 
characters from the Godzilla movies. So all the kaiju in those movies make appearances, and Godzilla himself makes many appearances on the series. And that's how I basically discovered this series, because I love Godzilla so much. And when I was tracking down all things Godzilla, one of the kind of unreleased items, uh, we'll say, in the in the United States, is Zone Fighter. Like, that's not officially on DVD anywhere as far as a Region 1 U.S. release, and so I thought it'd be fun to discuss this with Justin. I think this is his first time ever seeing any of the episodes. And then, you know, on top of that, like I said, the legendary Godzilla movie is about to be released, and of course by the time you hear this, it'll be out in theaters, and, you know, hopefully that's a cool movie to go and watch. As of this recording, we have seen, like, the movie trailer for, for the main, you know, I guess story-wise trailer, and not just a teaser trailer, so we might talk about that a little bit before we get into Zone Fighter. So, I don't know, I, I've seen the trailer, I know, Justin, you posted the trailer recently, so do you want to you wanna go into that a little bit before we start talking Zone Fighter? Sure. You know, I, I was really excited about just the teaser trailer, like, I thought that was really great, and, you know, they use that music track from 2001 A Space Odyssey to, like, really great effect, like, I, I always found that track, like, very very creepy and they made it even more creepier when you know when you've got these guys like doing a halo jump out of a plane to fight Godzilla and then the trailer just the you know the final trailer went beyond that it's just kind of like up the ante you've got you know Brian Cranston the guy from Breaking Bad or whatever but he's, he's doing the voiceover for the trailer and he's talking about Godzilla and like the thing that got my attention is like they're talking about you know the nuclear test in the 50s and stuff and they're like you know, we weren't testing bombs. We were trying to kill this thing. I was like, that's that's pretty neat. Like, that's kind of a neat twist. I kind of like that. You know, like the fact that they they knew about Godzilla and they were like trying to kill him this whole time. I know some people have complained that you don't really see much of Godzilla. I guess they want to save something for the you know, for the film itself, which is fine with me. You know, you, you see his dorsal fins coming out of the the ocean, like near an island, and you see like this very brief snippet of him, like. He's like coming towards the screen, getting ready to roar, and these giant doors like close, and that's all you get to see of him. Like I, I thought it was really great, and it looks like there's going to be some other monsters in there too. Like I know there's something called the Muto, and what I've read about it, it, it sounds kind of like some kind of like caterpillar type thing, like not Mothra, but maybe some kind of mutant caterpillar thing that wreaks havoc or or something. And it looks like there's also something in the sky because you see like a bunch of like fighter jets, like. They're not being destroyed, they're just falling out of the sky. So I'm like, well, what is that? So, you know, some people have been saying it's Rodan, and Rodan's going to be like, you know, a secret monster in there, like, surprise everyone, <laughs> but I like, I, I don't know, like, I'm I'm just happy, like, watching the trailer, I'm just like, man, this looks, this looks great. Like, I remember, I remember watching the trailer for the 98 film, you know, the one with, Matthew Broderick. yeah, Matthew Broderick. I remember, I remember watching that and being excited, and then seeing the film and being really, let down. I hope this isn't the same thing. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a, a similar like build up and then let down as I'm leaving the theater. Like I think. I think they got it right this time. I want to talk to somebody in charge. You are not fooling anybody when you say that what happened was a natural disaster. You're lying. It was not an earthquake. It wasn't a typhoon. Because what's really happening is that you're hiding something out there. 
send us back to the Stone Age! I guess for me, I just speaking as a longtime Godzilla fan, kind of what you were talking about with the whole H-bomb thing and the, you know, the fact they were testing, but they weren't really testing, they were trying to, you know, kill this monster or whatever. I also liked how they mentioned it all started in 1954, mm. and basically it sounds to me like, as a longtime Godzilla fan, like this could fit into the Millennium series, or yeah. it's, it's an extension of the Millennium series, because if, if you're not familiar with kaiju or Godzilla franchises, w- one thing that I, might be kind of fun for people listening to hear is, is kind of how, I guess, I discovered that there was more than one era of Godzilla film. Because I think when I was a kid growing up, all you had were the Showa-era Godzilla films. And to me, it was just all, you know, they're all Godzilla. Just like I kind of, when I was a little kid, oh, it's all Batman, you know, Adam (laughs) West and superpowers and whatever. And it's like, wait, you mean there's eras? There's like the 70s era with Neil Adams, and there's the Dark Knight era, and there's this era and that era and all this other kind of stuff. And so with the Godzilla films, I had a lot of them on VHS, but right around 99, 2000, when they released, you know, Godzilla 2000, you know, basically it was the first Millennium film. And I think that spurred my interest in like, oh, well, there were other Godzilla films in between the end of the Showa period. You know, for me, it was like I saw a bunch of Showa era films on VHS or on TV, and then, you know, I went to the theaters to see The Return of Godzilla. And then after that, for me, from my perspective, there was nothing. But then, you know, kind of being reintroduced to Godzilla with the whole Millennium thing, you know, it's like, oh, wait, there's this whole other era, the the Heisei era, where there were all these other films after The Return of Godzilla, and that was a completely disparate continuity from the Showa series. It was like, it was the first Godzilla movie, and then Return of Godzilla, and then all these other movies moving on from, like, 1984 and onward. And then by the time they got to 2000 with the Millennium series, it was a little more like Marvel's Ultimate Universe. So you would have some stuff in continuity, and some stuff not in continuity, but most of it was kind of a fresh start. It was usually like, you know, the film that you were seeing post-2000 you know, it refers to the 1954 Godzilla movie, but any other movies it probably didn't refer to. Or if it did refer to other movies, like sometimes it was like, oh, it, this is in continuity with like Mothra, and this is in continuity with like Rodan, but like all the other Showa era movies or the Heisei movies, it's like, it's not in continuity with any of those. So it's kind of like semi-fresh take on on everything, like, each time you went to the movie theater. And it sounds like this is one of those, like a Millennium-era movie, because they they have the one line about, you know, oh, 1954, and, you know, this is when it started, and kind of thing, and you're thinking, oh, well, this is like a direct sequel to the original movie, in a way. You know, I I don't want to be one of those hater guys, but but I may be, like, as far as, like, seeing the trailer. my, My fear is that... Godzilla isn't being seen enough because there's not a lot of Godzilla in the movie. Mm. And so I'm, I'm just hoping it's not going to be Brian Cranston sitting there in front of the screen doing a Cloverfield and going, Oh my God, like it's so terrible, it's so massive, and look at that big smoke cloud, and then you don't see anything, you know? Like, and it could just be that they are cock-teasing, you know? They are kind of trying to be like, we, we're going to hide the good stuff for the movie. But in this day and age, they don't ever really do that. Like, it seems like they do pull out their dicks and show you the whole movie in the trailer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I'm kind of thinking, you know what, is this your whole dick? 
Like, if it is, then it's a little tiny wimpy dick, and I don't know that I want to see it. You know, like, that that's my fear. That That's my fear. It doesn't mean that that's true, and I don't want to come off. I love Godzilla. I don't want to come off as a hater or anything. Like, I hope it's good. I hope it's successful, and it's a cool movie. And, you know, all these people that are into a super serious Godzilla that has this kind of, you know, tone about war and the H-bomb and all that stuff, all these kind of you know, uh, analogies and stuff. Like, I hope all those people are satisfied. But I hope it's not just another kind of updated Cloverfield version of Godzilla where it's just, you know, a bunch of people and a bunch of massive destruction, but a lot of shaky cam and lots of, you know, super dramatic Brian Cranston stuff. Like, he seemed to be giving a really, you know, whiz-bang performance in the trailer. But if that's all it is, like, if it's just the Brian Cranston show for two hours and I barely get to see Godzilla in a puff of smoke... Personally, me, I'm going to be fucking pissed off, you know, because the movie's called fucking Godzilla, not Brian Cranston delivers a tour de four performance with a smoke cloud Godzilla in the background with a whirly ergonomic chair thing or whatever the fuck ends up happening in that movie, you know, so I'm going to be disappointed. But that that's just my take. I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is awesome. But, yeah, we're we're definitely here to talk about. Godzilla, and we're also here to tie into Toku Thursdays to talk about Zone Fighter, which I've kind of already described as, you know, a, a kind of family superhero-ish thing and, and kind of Toho's answer to Ultraman. But but you have to remember, I guess, at the time, this was during the, the early mid-70s, so it was like 73 or something. So at that time, Ultraman had been pretty successful for a while now. There were a couple incarnations of Ultraman, because that started in the mid-60s. And then also on top of that, you had the show that we normally review on this show, which is Kaida. And then you have Kamen Rider. So you've got all these like kind of cool tokusatsu shows that, that other companies are having great success with. And Toho's like, well, fuck you. We can make one of these. Like, we can totally make one of these. Like, that, we've been making giant monster movies our whole career. Like, of course we can do this on, on the small screen. And so they set out to make their own series, which is Zone Fighter. And, you know, one of the things that's interesting about that is it, it's kind of like a family of aliens that comes to protect Earth. And their planet gets destroyed by these guys, the, the Garuga, who are the, the baddies, the big evil guys on the show. But, but how I would kind of describe how does Godzilla come into all this? Like, by this point in time, it was sort of the tail end of the Showa era period. And by this point, like, Godzilla's pretty much a good guy. Like, he's not the big, terrible monster who, you know, steps on people in Japan or, or the guy from All Out Monster Attacks who has, like, the soul of a billion, billion Japanese people that were killed in the H-bomb and is, like, smacking buildings with his tail and hitting hospitalized Japanese girls. Like, he's not the evil Godzilla. He's more like the friendly dude who, like, you know, stops, you know, Angerus from getting his wallet taken by other evil aliens. <laughs> and, like, you know, he's got his little son, you know, and everything. And, you know, he, he you know, jumps up and down and, you know, jet skis and Snickers commercials. <laughs> like, th th that's the era of Godzilla that we're in at the moment. So he's more like a, a friendly, you know, kind of like Gamera was. You know, he's more like a friend to the kids and and more of a, a super heroic, you know, cool, good guy monster who defends the earth as opposed to a guy who, you know, I don't know, eats people and, and steps on buildings and stuff. And so the easiest way I can describe how he comes into Zone Fighter is if there was a Zone Fighter video game, like if Bandai or somebody made a Zone Fighter video game, 
when Zone Fighter is getting all fucked up in the video game, and you're saving up your super power meter to, like, launch an all-out attack on the screen, by the time the super power meter gets filled up and you press, like, the A and the B button and start or whatever to release the super power meter, Godzilla would come out and fuck up everybody on your screen. <laughs> and then you would keep playing to, you know, get to the big boss or whenever you would use this. Your super attack in a Zone Fighter video game would be Godzilla. Because anytime Zone Fighter is on the show getting his wallet fucking taken. It's like they just kind of, I don't know, he's at the Godzilla cave and like there's a fucking Godzilla butler there or something. It's just like, yo, Godzilla, like Zone Fighter's getting his ass kicked. Like you got to come out here. There's not like really a signal, but they can like call him up on the radio or some shit. And they're just like, hey, dude, Godzilla, come out, come fuck up these guys shit and and help out, you know, uh, Hikaru. You know, because he's getting his ass kicked. And Hikaru, uh, when he's Zone Fighter, is very similar to Ultraman because he's got, you know, instead of Ultraman having the little power-up light on his chest where he can only be Ultraman for, like, you know, a minute or something ridiculous. It's like he's fucking Aquaman and shit out of water. It's like, you can only be here for a minute, and you can totally kick ass for a minute, but once it's past that minute, you're fucked. You know, and I was like, I don't know that I'd defend the Earth under those circumstances, but that's what Ultraman has to deal with. And so somewhat similar to the genre, instead of it being on his chest, there's a little blue gem on his belt. So you know when, when Zone Fighter is getting fucked up, the little blue thing on his belt is going ape shit, lighting up and on. You know, basically it's like, oh, my router's fucked, and I'm not going to be able to save the Earth. And, yeah, so, I mean, that that's kind of how Godzilla comes into it. And, and there are multiple, you know, monsters and characters that come on the show. I mean, I, I can go into, I guess, each episode or the titles. I don't know if you want to talk about certain characters' appearances, Justin, or how you want to do it. But I'll, I'm kind of turning it over to you at this point and seeing how you want to keep progressing with the Godzilla Zone Fighter talk. We watched several of these episodes without subtitles, and after that was over, I sent you know Derek an email. I was like, man, I feel like my brain's turned to mush. Like, I couldn't follow it. But, like, when I was watching some of them without subs, I think it was episode 11, and it's like – it's just like Derek said, like, Zone's getting his wallet took or whatever. And all of a sudden, Godzilla – He really gets his it, wallet taken in episode 11. Like, that's the one with the guy in. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, like, Godzilla shows up, and I was like, wait, what? Where did he come from? Because, like, I didn't – I was trying to pay you, you. You couldn't pick up on it. You, you know what's interesting about that is the reason I, I not like I had a master plan. I wasn't all Batman with prep time. But see, when I first watched these, like that, the, you have to remember, like Zone Fighter. As far as I know, back when I first was exposed to it, it was never subtitled. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fan subbed. It wasn't anything. So these are just you know rips from Japanese DVDs or whatever that are dispersed over the internet, and that's the only way you can watch this stuff. You know, nobody's ever made it an official release. I imagine because it must be hard to get the licensing rights from Toho and maybe because of the actual story content, maybe. Like, people aren't so keen to, even though I describe it as kind of like a family unit of alien superheroes, you know, there is a little kid and the little kid does have a gun and he blows the fuck away out of these Garuga, you know, and he's like a little dirty hairy and so are all the rest of them. So, so maybe, maybe there's some kind of you know, backlash, you know, because of that kind of more innocent content in terms of of how they deal with their adversaries, you know. But as far as the Raws go, like, that's that's how I originally watched it. So it wasn't like there was a whole lot of synopses or anything. And, you know, 
I'm not a big guy to watch Raw, so I completely understand where you're coming from. Like, a lot of the times, if I can't even watch it subtitled, it's almost like, oh, fuck, well, why bother? You know, like, I'm not going to understand it. But I guess my perspective at the time was, this was right on the cusp of, you know, fan subs and the internet and all that other kind of stuff when I first discovered it. So kind of like when we were talking about the Headmaster show, like this is something I actively pursued even though it was raw and was excited to watch raw because I was like, oh, you mean I actually get to watch this instead of just reading vague descriptions <laughs> of it on the internet? Like all, all I would see on the internet, and this is going to be the title card for sure, is you know a picture of, of Zone Fighter and Godzilla shaking hands. And I was like, I got to fucking see that. Like how does that happen? Like why are they shaking hands? Like what the fuck's going on? And like I was like, this is fucking cool. Like Godzilla was on a TV show? Like and it was live action? Like what? You know, and I was like so excited about it. So, you know, that, and then, and then on top of that, too, part of me is kind of like, do you really need to know the plot of this fucking <laughs> zone fighter? Like, I was like, I'm just going to watch the fucking Godzilla scenes anyway, you know? Like, even when I was prepping for this show, it was like, okay, like, it's nice to have all those descriptions from sci-fi Japan, because you, you can kind of follow the plot. Oh, there's an earthquake going on, and oh, they're trying to make this blue-green device and make it work, and then, you know, the Garuga, the bad guys, they want to take the blue-green device, and they send King Ghidorah after the good guys. You know, and it's like, okay, so I can kind of follow the plot a little better now if I just watched it raw or something like that. But, of course, there are a couple episodes we did get to watch subtitled, which was episode, like, four, which is the first appearance of Godzilla on the Zone Fighter series. And then episodes four and five, which feature King Ghidorah as the nemesis, the bad guy, the big bad of the episode. But after that... There's uh, a few select appearances of Godzilla after that point. It's a 26-episode series. He appears in episode 11, like Justin mentioned. He also appears in episode 15, and then I think it's like 21 and 25. And that's basically Godzilla's whole run on this show. And so that's kind of what we're talking about, just the various appearances there. I know, Justin, you said you, you had some things that you wanted to talk about in regards to King Ghidorah, I'm going to open up the forum for that. All right. King Ghidorah is one of my favorite of the Toho movies, or one my favorite of, like, the Toho characters that Godzilla fights. And I always have, like, this kind of this joke with my buddy of mine that's, like, he calls him King Ghidorah. I call him King Ghidorah. So whenever I say Ghidorah, he's always like, who? Who are you talking about? And we always <laughs> argue about, like, stuff like that. But um, I like those two episodes, but I... I don't know. I feel like he kind of like showed up and just joked the whole thing because it was TV. I, I mean, like episode five, it's like how do I describe it? The zone. Okay, I'll, I'll go into this first. I don't think Captain Marvel is a ripoff of Superman, but I do kind of see shades of Ultraman in Zone, and it's. I'm watching that, and I'm just like, okay, you're Ultraman. There's no getting around that. Even the pose you take when you're like growing into a giant is kind of similar. And he, I'm like, and there's one episode where he has like a finishing attack. He like shoots a beam from his head. I'm like, man, you stole that from Ultra Seven. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but uh, when King Ghidorah shows up, like he's Zone is fighting King Ghidorah and he's fighting him like Ultraman. You know, being all quick, you know, jumping around, chops and kicks and stuff. I'm like, man, that's not gonna work. Like King Ghidorah would just knock you down, but it works. It, it does work for a while, and then episode five ends with King Ghidorah going out into space and Zones chasing him. Then episode six, 
the chase kind of like stalls out. There's like shenanigans going on on Earth. And then the end of episode six is like they're on uh, Jupiter, I think. And Zoan's getting ready to fight King Ghidorah. And he, he even mentions, he's like, man, the gravity here is going to make this fight difficult. Well, apparently not because he's like trying to break King Ghidorah's three necks like over his knee and he's like you know chopping them like viciously I'm like man I'm like this is one of my favorite monsters ever and this Ultraman poser ripoff guy is just like breaking his neck over his knee I was like man this is making me this is making me really really grumpy like pretty sad actually but like it's 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 interesting because I would say that that King Ghidorah is like the dark side of mm. you know giant kaiju Godzilla foes, basically. Like, if, if anybody was the ultimate big bad, if you're supposed to if you're supposed to quake in your boots over anybody, it's King Ghidorah. Now, as far as the fight in and of itself, like, I, I, I kind of have to view it as somebody does when, you know, they, it's either it's either you're going to be that guy who reads Superman versus Darkseid in, like, the end of the Man of Steel series or something, or or in, like, a Jeff Loeb run and go, oh, man, like, what the hell is Darkseid doing in a fucking farm in Smallville, like, and be all grumpy about yeah. it? Or you just have to be like, fuck this, this is fucking Superman, like, he's the hero, like, he eventually has to beat this guy, or at least you know, temporarily drive him away and install his plans. The the only thing that would bug me about that analogy is the Ghidorah are like fucking, you know, I, I don't know who they who their DC equivalent would be, but it, but it would be something like if the Arkham inmates were like, hey, we called up Darkseid. <laughs> and you're just like, wait, what? Like, what? why Why is Darkseid working for you guys? Like, and Scarecrow's like, oh, me and Darkseid are old buddies. You know, and you're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why is why is that going on exactly? So so I could understand, like, the trepidation about that. I, I just kind of view episode, episode four and five as, like, four seems to me to be like, well, he is Ghidorah. He is, like, this badass, you know, monster, and they are kind of quaking in their boots. I mean, they, they do kind of have to, you know, go out into space, you know, and, like, to me, I'm like, okay, space is cool, and they, they have to fight out in space. And, and in some sense, it's like, oh, well, the only way to get Ghidorah off of Earth and keep him from, you know, doing all this nasty stuff is to, to have him chase him out into space. So to me, I'm like, well, he doesn't definitively defeat him. And even though he gets, like, round two power in episode five, like when he takes him to Jupiter and the gravity's all heavy and everything, and then, of course, there, I felt bad for whoever designed the Ghidorah suit because I was like, man, he's fucking that suit up, man. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's grabbing the heads and, like, smacking it on his knee, and, you know, he's just beating the shit out of those heads. And, like, he steps on the head at one point, you know, he's like, fuck you, head. And he's, like, just stepping all over it and stuff. And so, like, he really does kick the shit out of him in that second thing. But to me, I was like, okay, it's round two power. Mm -hmm. He's He's got to win because he's, you know, he's the title yeah, he's hero, true. you know, the titler hero of of the show. But, but you notice, to me, I'm like, I guess it speaks highly of his, you know, big bad status or his dark side level status because that's the only monster in the whole series that Zone Fighter does not blow up. I mean, normally in those those kind of genres, the tokusatsu genre or even the sentai genre, it usually gets to the point where it's like, all right, now it's time for me to use the super move. I use my mega missiles or, you know, whatever, my, my beam from my head and all that other stuff. And then it's like, goodbye, you're fucking dead. But with King Ghidorah, he may have 
took his licks, I guess. You know, Darkseid may have taken his licks, but then Superman, you know, tosses him back in the boom tube, and it's like, I will, I will return, I'll fuck shit up later, and I'm still a badass, you know, or whatever. And so you just, I don't know, that's just how I kind of had to take it to, you know, enjoy myself, where I'm like, look, I know King Ghidorah's a badass, like, Zone Fighter, you know, stomping on his head is not going to change my opinion about that. But, you know, I just kind of was like, look, he's he's the title hero, and he at least gets to kick him out of his own little show. You know, and and maybe if, if there was a big, giant, you know, Toho movie where Zone Fighter was just like, hey, bro, what's going on, Godzilla? And then there'd be, like, a shot of King Ghidorah just, like, frying his head or something because <laughs> it's not his show anymore, you know, like, or whatever. You know, turnabout's fair play or whatever. But, you know, that that's kind of how I had to take that is just not to – be like super heavy serious with it and you know i mean you know i, I can poke fun all i want about like why is dark side working for the arkham inmates you know because i yeah i did get that vibe when i'm like why is he working for the garoga like all of a sudden like you know shouldn't he you know work for either the guys from planet x or you know something else but you know i'm, I'm not gonna like super stress out about it i mean as far as continuity goes if, if if you go to the wikipedia page which i'm sure is super super accurate because i read wikipedia it says that supposedly zone fighter takes place in between godzilla versus megalon and godzilla versus mechagodzilla so i don't know if that you know helps people go oh that's why gigan it's cool that gigan got his ass blown away or whatever you know like i was watching that episode and i was like wait gigan just died like did they blow him up with his finisher yeah he he did he did (laughs) kill gigan well it's like it's like he gurgles there like like he's got you know rabies or something (laughs) for a minute and then all of a sudden it pans up to him and kaboosh you know so i'm like well that's that's it for gigan you know like zone fire ain't having none of that shit in his uh tv show you know you know, I, I mean, you know, it, it's interesting because it, it does combine, you know, kind of what what would normally be considered maybe disparate elements of Sentai and Tokusatsu. Because, you know, kind of like Ultraman, like, I guess, you know, he, he grows big, you know, he grows big to the size of a monster. And, and it's not like that element really surfaced in these early things with Kakaida or Kamen Rider or anything. You know, it was all kind of street-level fighting, you know, these bad guys that come out. And this kind of combines the two. So in in some ways, I mean, you know, this is kind of a precursor to things like Super Sentai or even that Spider-Man, you know, Mm -hmm. Toei TV show because you've got, you know, you've got Zone Fighter in his little flying car, kind of like the Toei Spider-Man. And then you've got, you know, scenes of them... You know, not they, they don't transform so much, but but they are kind of like a you know a henshin hero type character because you know it's like the they they've got their civilian identities where they're just you know kind of good looking Japanese kids or whatever, and then they they you know change, but but they don't change into so much into Ultraman type looking characters because they they look more kind of like. I, this is going to sound horrible because uh, Keiko Commons like pretty much a naked character, but they have those kind of Keiko Common masks where it's just you know it's a complete you know ninja mask over their face, but you can still see their eyes and their expressions and everything. So y- you don't feel quite as I don't know separated from their emotions. You know, like when when you watch Sentai, you know it's like it has to be this 
very deliberate, you know, you're, you're acting in mask. So a lot of the gestures are grand and, and super articulated. You know, you have to nod your head down when you're like, I'm Tommy, I'm the, the Red Ranger, right? You know, and you gotta, uh, it's hard to describe over a podcast, but you gotta nod your head down and do all these kind of hyper articulated motions. But in the case of Zone Fighter, while it is kind of Sentai-esque, you know, and, and, and Kamen Rider-esque, their, their eyes are not covered up when they are in this sort of mid, you know, transformation mode where they're the same size as other human beings and bad guys. So these Garuga guys, kind of like, you know, Kakaida and Kamen Rider, you know, they sometimes appear as normal human beings, and then the more they kind of get shot at or beat up, they turn into these kind of demonish-looking monsters with, with antlers and antennas and everything. And, you know, sometimes uh, Zone Junior Man, or, or anybody on the show for that matter, Zone Angel or whoever, they have these dirty, hairy hand cannons <laughs> where they're, like, blowing off the antennas yeah. left and right. And, like, I, I there's this one scene, I can't remember what, what episode it was. It might have been, like, episode 15 or 16, where the kid, you know, Zone Junior's in there, and he's, like, got to get this crystal or something to, you know, for the plot and everything. And then these two, you know, Garuga guys come in, and they're like, Bruh! and you'd think, like, oh, shit, like, the, these guys are really going to do a number on him. And he just kind of looks up, and it's just, like, fucking badass, like Damian Wayne or something. He just, blam, blam, shoots off both their fucking little antennas, and they fall over like fucking assholes. And he's just like... <laughs> Huh. Yeah, whatever, dude, and grabs the thing and fucking runs out of there. I'm like, that's badass. But I, but, but then part of me in the back of my head's thinking, oh, maybe this is why they never released it on like DVD because they don't want kids to like see this and like run around and shoot antennas off of people's heads and shit. But you know, I, I, I think it's pretty cool. Like, I, I would hope somebody like Shout Factory or somebody could somehow magically get the rights to Zone Fighter. That would be super cool, and you could have like the whole series. But you know, for now, it's like. You know, I, I would uh, imagine, you know, you'd look it up and find whatever clips you can on YouTube of the battles and stuff. And, and, and some of the battles are very humorous. You know, it's that, it's that level of, of Godzilla versus Megalon, you know, where he's, he's flying backwards with his heat, you know, his, his, his atomic breath and stuff. And, you know, Godzilla is very fluid. You know, he's not a lumbering monster like he is in, in some of the early movies where he's supposed to be scary. Like, this is more like he's, he's Sugar Ray Leonard Godzilla. You know, he's bouncing around and jumping up and down and, you know, sting like a butterfly, move like a bee, Muhammad Ali Godzilla, and he's like, you know, moving his arms and stuff and punching and doing all kinds of stuff. And he spars with Zone Fighter, like in one of the episodes yeah. where they they have this, like, quote-unquote friendly sparring match. I guess the idea is you're supposed to be like, why are these two great buddies fighting? And then, you know, by the middle of it, you kind of realize, oh, Godzilla's clapping because he's like, oh, this is a badass move, Zone Fighter. Like, this is going to be rad. And you realize they're just kind of having a you know, quote-unquote friendly sparring match, even though they're, like, throwing boulders at each other and, and kind of stomping each other's toes. Like, at one point, Godzilla's toe gets gets slammed by the, the boulder, and he's kind of, like, hopping up and down. Like, he's like, motherfucker, you stabbed my toe, you know, and stuff like that. But, I mean, I I don't know. It, it's kind of, you know, I, I guess some people, if you, if you like that super serious Godzilla, if you're, like, the kind of person that likes super serious Batman and you can't stand Adam West, like, Zone Fighter's probably not yeah. for you, but... But I, you know, I one, I enjoyed it just because it was like this uncovered treasure. Like, not too many people know about it. And, of course, it's not officially released over here. So, you know, it's one of these things where you're like, ooh, I, I, I watched this and I know about it. And this is going to be a fun thing to talk about on a podcast and maybe turn on some other people to, to an aspect of Godzilla that they, they never knew about before. But that's, 
that's kind of my thing with it. Yeah, I think I was telling you before we we did this. Like, I this is one of those things like I had always heard about, and I'd never seen a full episode until now. Like, I'd seen a few clips, like here and there on YouTube and stuff. But like, they were you know there were no subtitles or anything. And, you know, I, I complained about you know Ghidra's wallet getting taken. You know, I complained about Zone being maybe a little bit too much of an Ultraman ripoff. But if but I mean I. That didn't like diminish my enjoyment of it. Like I still liked it. Like it was. It's like you said. It's like seeing a previously unknown mini Godzilla movie, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if they if they ever did release it over here, I mean, I would buy it without question. Just yeah, yeah, I would, I would. Yeah, yeah, in a heartbeat. You know, you know, I, I just got to say this because you, you know, in the last episode, episode twenty five, when they have their friend, that chick Mina, who's their friend. Like, she's hot. Like, she was like Mary Jane of Zone Fighter. I was like, where have you been this whole show? You should have been on this show earlier. Because it's like I got, like, the Mary Marvel, you know. It's like Zone Angel, and she's the only chick. But, you know, she's like his sister, and she, you know, she's okay. But then then it was like, oh, look, she, you know, they're they're exploring the mountains with their friend Mina. I'm like, hello, Mina. How are you, you know? And, like, at the end of it, it's like they're playing this I, I I don't even know what it is. It's like they're they're on a a river, but there are all these concrete blocks, you know. And it's like some kind of game where I guess people just go as a recreational thing in Japan and try not to break their legs <laughs> by jumping across these little concrete blocks that are in the 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 water. And I guess if you miss and you fall over and sm- smash your head open, it's cool because it's just recreation or something. But anyway, they're they're doing this thing and she almost slips and he he grabs her and he's like looking in her eyes. And all I could think of is, you know, that's all they needed. Like, you know, he's going to hit that shit and they didn't need to show you that. And she's super hot and everything. And it's like, I don't know, today, you know, today's day and age, they'd have to have like this big torrid love scene or people would want to see her naked or whatever and all this other stuff. But I'm just like, this is, you know, it was nice and she's cute and they, you know, save her and she helps him out in the episode because he's all like on the ropes, kind of like Spider-Man would be and Mary Jane, you know, I don't know. She cracks open like some kind of, gas thing that like helps him out at the end so he can actually transform into zone fighter and i'm just like it's cool so anyway i i enjoyed the show and i i enjoyed revisiting it you know uh sort of to to share with you you know because i think that's a fun thing where i'm like oh you don't know about this or or, you know you knew about it but you had never seen it so it was fun to to sort of share that experience with somebody else and and kind of you know, say, hey, here's a, here's another cool aspect about Godzilla, a character we both love, but that you weren't overly familiar with and everything. Godzilla 2000. Monsters. Fight. What did you think about, like, some of the other monsters, Justin? Like, I mean, I know we briefly talked about Gigan, like, did you want to go into Gigan's appearance, or, or did you want to talk about any other Godzilla monsters before we sort of wrap up this this Zone Fighter centric episode of Toku Thursdays? I like the Gigan episode. Like, I, I like Gigan quite a bit. Like, he's you know that that, that buddy of mine I mentioned. Like, Gigan's probably his favorite. So, like, I haven't told him about my uh, prep time, you know, watching this series yet. So when I do, I'm going to be like, man, Gigan, I think he got killed. <laughs> I can just I can just see, like see his his reaction in my head. I did like that episode, but there was like there's weird things in the show that like didn't make sense to me. I mean, I mean it's it's a Toku show, so there's always things that don't make sense regardless. But it's like when Gigan shows up, he's like he's got a bunch of parachutes, and I'm like, what? He can fly. He doesn't need parachutes. 
they're they're apparently on loaner from the Garuga or something <laughs> yeah. like that. That he's going to make a splashy entrance, and and Gigan apparently was not colorful enough for the show. I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought like honestly, like when I watched it, like I had this vibe that like Godzilla killed him first, and then after that point he was zombie Gigan, hmm. and then like Zone Fighter killed zombie Gigan. So if it makes you feel any better, like I think. It, from my point of view, I was like in my own head. I was like, "Oh yeah, well Godzilla beats him first. and and like at that point, I was like, "Well, Godzilla killed him." But then like he has this weird moment where like his eyes are like not glowing, and then all of a sudden they glow and light up again. And you know, I know I'm probably putting too much into it, but I always thought it was kind of like, "Oh, he's he's zombie Gigan now, you know, like he's he's undead Gigan, and will be dead shortly thereafter." You know, it's it's, it's funny you said it's like. If this were a video game, Godzilla would be like your finisher that you're saying. Yes. Like I was watching it, and I was like, you know, I'm I'm more familiar with the Godzilla characters, of, of course. So like when I was watching yep. it, I, in my head I was like, man, this would be like if you're watching an episode of Torchwood, and they got into some serious shit, and all of a sudden like the TARDIS shows up, the Doctor saves the day and leaves, and that's it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's basically it. it. It's it's almost like it's almost like the Torchwood guys are like, oh, we got call up the Doctor, and then like the last five minutes of the Torchwood episode, the Doctor's just like, tally ho, Alonzi, <laughs> and then you know helps like beat up whoever the the bad guy is, and then they like shake hands and he tardises away or something. Yeah, he's got to so. go smack Madame de Pompadour in a fanny or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got shit to do. He's got important stuff to do. It's like what? Yeah. Um, as far as like some of the other monsters, like I don't think any of them really stood out to me. Like in my head, I'm just like, well, they're just like typical, you know, series monsters. It's like one of them's got like a drill head. They're just like mix match. You know, they've all got unique powers. And what one of them's like kind of a squid like and all this stuff. It's yeah, like, yeah. The, just... Like the one like Godzilla rips off his tentacle and yeah. then it becomes like a totally separate monster and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But like they were all like they were all had some really interesting designs, but in my head I'm just like, well, they're typical Saturday morning monsters you would see. Well, I guess you would see later on in like you know Sentai, Kamen Rider, that type of thing. But I, I thought most of them were pretty well designed and everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, since this is of the same era as Kakaida, you know, you're more likely to see loaded guns yeah. instead of lasers and, and, and those kind of, you know, squib uh, effects that you would see in Sentai shows. They they may have guns, but it's it's all this kind of more fantastical-looking, you know, laser guns or something, and when they get hit with them, it's like all these kind of, you know, typical you know, atypical Sentai explosive squibs, you know, on somebody where they, you know, get flung back, but they don't actually get killed or anything. Whereas on this show, you know, it's very much like, oh, Tommy guns and, and you know, like hand cannons and magnums and all this other kind of stuff where it's just, you know, it's like they may be aliens from, you know, Peaceland, you know, which is their home world or whatever, but like they, you know, they sure have some kind of atypical you know, human being hardware as far as guns are concerned. Cool, alright, well, I guess that wraps up this episode of Toku Thursdays. So yeah, we're we're kind of curious. Like, let us know what you think about the new Godzilla movie when you go see it. 
And also, you know, let us know what you thought about this episode. And you can follow us on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. And we've got a lot of other spin-off shows like Sentai Saturdays. And if you're interested in Toku Thursdays, that may extend to Sentai Saturdays. We've got other things like Transformers Tuesdays and Mobile Suit Mondays. And, of course, we've got the Fanholes Podcast proper. So you can see all those on the blog spot. If you want to send any comments or questions or concerns, you can send them to fanholespodcast at gmail.com. And until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC. Justin. All right, guys. Peace. From Peaceland, Planet Peaceland. Peaceland. <laughs> Peace from Planet Peaceland. recording so that's all i care about um did you get your skype updated without issue justin yep but it also deleted my pictures oh like like michael yeah, yeah. That, that was like weird yeah i mean it's not a big deal but yeah. like i make a new one every week but it's still like annoying hmm. yeah i just i don't even know if i care I'm enough about it. Sometimes I'm like, I wish somebody would delete all those pictures for me. Uh, <laughs> they did someone did.